Look at me. What you perceive creates an illusion of who I am. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. These arms hold the weight of my ambition. These hands craft efficiency. I build machines that gather light and give energy to my needs. Solar panels that power to make our future green. You don't know me. You just see me. My fingers are on the pulse of man's quest. I build robotics to inform what's next. And these innovations lie our success. You don't know me. I will belong to no limits. I code, I build, I create, I make. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. But you will. Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we are joined by muscle and fitness writer and general fitness badass, Mehmet Edip. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. All right, you guys, we are back. Welcome to Fit Club. I am your host, Fallon Mercedes. You guys can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or on social media at fitwithfallon. And I'm here with my lovely co-host, Mr. Shaka Strong. Yeah, you can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And we are joined by muscle and fitness writer, Mehmet Edip. Where can they find you? You can find me on mehmetedip.com and also my social media handles are the same name. All right, and if you didn't understand what you said, just kidding. <laughs> I have an accent. Look below, it's, look below. Yeah. It's very nice to hear accent on this show. Um, if you want to try to guess in the comment area where he's from, we're not going to let you know because I guessed it wrong. But please guess away and we'll, we will answer you. Now, he's going to chime in because he's an expertise, right? He's a fitness writer. He's done a lot of bodybuilding competitions um, and an overall fitness expert. So our topic's today kind of range but let's start off with those infamous fitness trackers yes. i mean i'm wearing right mine right now <laughs> I, i'm funny because i'm seeing the two strong guys in the room don't have them so we want to know do fitness trackers really work yeah all right so shaka what can you tell us about this i, I know you don't wear one and before yeah. diving into the research that we found what were your i guess presumptions on this well, I, I thought they would work, uh, especially if you have made the choice to go out and buy one. I thought mm-hmm. they would work because they're kind of expensive. And so I figured once you can measure everything, and a lot of people do well with measuring a lot of you know things in their life, and they're able to say, well, this is what was day one, and here's how you change on day two. So I thought they would work, but maybe there might be the possibility that after a while, like any fad, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the research bore that out. And that after time, that people just don't really use the fitness trackers in the way that you know, they were initially using them. And it's so interesting because one in five Americans own a fitness tracker. And in 2016 alone, 16 million of these trackers will be sold. So it's kind of sad to hear that, you yeah. know, you're not going to lose that belly fat or <laughs> perhaps those thunder thighs by wearing yours. But I will say studies also show that um, the The fitness trackers do work for some people, and I'm actually one of those people. I am obsessed with numbers, obsessed. I love logging my food. I love having a goal. Some people just like the scale. Um, Some people, that doesn't motivate them. For me, it does. If I know I have a goal at the end of the week or if I have so many steps to take or so many, you know, calories to burn, that's what kind of gets me out of bed in the morning. What do you think, Mamet? I think the key word for me is accountability. 
Mm-hmm. And these uh, tools uh, ensure that you're accountable for yourself. But the problem is with these tools is that people stop losing accountability for themselves. So they use these tools and then they, they lack other things within their life. So then their diet goes downhill. Um, mm-hmm. They're not training as hard as they are. So you can mm-hmm. track as many steps as you like. But if you're not training hard and intensely and if you're not eating right, what is the point? Mm-hmm. There is there is no point to these tools. But I do know people that swear by heart rate monitors. Um, but again, those people are accountable. So people yeah. like yourself mm-hmm. that are dedicated to fitness and diet and nutrition, mm-hmm. it's going to work because you know what you're doing. And you're yeah. using these uh, these numbers as a tool to improve yourself, but there's people that are not doing that. Yeah. I like what you said, the self-accountability. Now, there was a study over 18 months. Um, they had, I think, 470 overweight adults and they gave them fitness trackers and then they had the other um I guess group uh, just self-monitor themselves and two years later what they found was that the people who had the fitness trackers only lost well I shouldn't say only they lost 7.7 pounds however the group that just monitored their nutrition and their workouts lost double that a total of 13 pounds yeah I think there's a tendency to say once I hit a goal oh I'm good you know Mm -hmm. where if you don't know you're kind of constantly looking in your life to what can I improve what can I improve Mm -hmm. but if I hit my 50 steps I might just take a break and Mm -hmm. take you know take a rest and I think that's probably the the problem that leads to that yeah so you guys out there watching if you are thinking of buying a fitness tracker, I wouldn't say don't because maybe that's the the step that you need to kind of get a little motivation to be excited. But, you know, like Mamet was saying, like Shaka, you have to also kind of um, watch those other areas, your nutrition, how much you're working out and to, to see the goals that you want to see. Don't just rely on a fitness tracker. Yeah, I, I think fitness trackers are, to me, kind of like diets. Yeah. If, if you need a fitness tracker, if you determine you need one, is it something you can do for the rest of your life? Is it mm-hmm. something that you're okay with wearing and monitoring for the rest of I your mean, life? I mean, I wear mine. Yeah. I will wear this for the rest of my yeah, life. So I like go to sleep with it. Yeah. It tracks my sleep. I yeah. love it. So you, I feel like if you know you're going to use it in that way, you're going to be successful because mm-hmm. you're going to be using it and tracking it and you're committed to doing so. Mm-hmm. If you're going, I want to do a 30-day diet or a 30-day thing or something mm-hmm. short-term with it, it's, it's going to be not efficacious oh, yeah. at all. I think yeah. to add on to your point is adding it into your lifestyle. When it becomes part of your lifestyle, then it's fine. But if it's a fad and a, a short-term thing, that's when it fails. So mm-hmm. if you can implement it into your lifestyle, then go for it. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, talking about diets, there is this, I guess, misconception around low-fat diets. And I know Shaka and I have talked about this on other shows. But research um, you know, found at one point that if you ate a lot of food that was high in fat, that... At the time, you would clog your arteries, gain a lot of weight, but research now is showing, you know, I guess quite the opposite. Can you tell us more about that, Chaka? Well, yeah, we, we know it's really sugar. And at one point, they were recommending having the fat mixing with a carbohydrate, and mm-hmm. maybe that would help. And, mm-hmm. you know, we know that doesn't really help. Mm-hmm. And so, really, sugar became the culprit. But it was a brilliant move. I think a lot of I think there was a lot of sugar lobbying at the Mm -hmm. time to really pin the blame on fat. And personally, growing up, we ate everything full fat, whole milk, uh, ice cream with full fat. Mm -hmm. My mom just hated anything that said the word diet on it, and Mm -hmm. we were thin and in shape. So it kind of said maybe we just have good genetics, or maybe something's not right here with what we're being told. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to add on to that. So for me, I I was on a ketogenic diet for a very long time. Oh, I've done that. 
So for me, you know, I'm, I'm vegan now, but before then it was, yeah. You got one. He's but, uh, a real vegan. I'm a, re- I'm a vegan. Eat the popcorn. <laughs> no touching the popcorn. But, I'm really um, but the, for me, the ketogenic diet, and I've done various diets. I've done carb cycling, carb backloading. Mm-hmm. Everything you can try, I've kind of tested and, and kind of uh, tried in my body. So mm-hmm. for me, ketogenic worked best for me because my body, I think, was sensitive to certain carbohydrates. Um, so ketogenic, it's basically a diet, for those that don't know, is where you use fats as an energy source. Mm-hmm. So you're... Instead of using Instead of carbs. carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can take in about 30 to 40 grams of carbs per day, but the rest of your um, food group is proteins and fats. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was perfect because it, it, you know, it allowed me to eat, you know, a lot of like red meat, chicken, mm-hmm. fish. It was great. Um, but again, I, I think it's a, it's a good diet to, to kind of try out if it works for you. But again, fat does not mean you're going to get fat. And that's the common misconception. Mm-hmm. Same misconception with diet products um, mean that they're good for you. There's usually like a certain fitter in there that is, is not ideal. And it's going to essentially lead you to adding on more fat. So mm-hmm. it's it's reading labels and, and, again, being accountable for what you're putting in your body. Yeah, because yeah. when you eat full fat, what happens is is that you actually get more full. Yeah. When you eat a lot of um, sugary f- foods or uh, foods with a lot of carbs in it, you're not going to get full. You're going to keep on reaching. So even, you know, when I reach for yogurt, I will go for the full fat yeah. because I just feel like low fat, I already know it's going to sp- be spiked with sugar and that really is what leads to obesity is Mm -hmm. you know all these food products being filled with so much sugar and studies even show that the market changed when this study came out um over 10 years ago and in a decade they lowered the um the fat in products from 40 percent to 30 percent yet the increase of obesity, diabetes, you know, mm-hmm. heart disease was on the rise. So that just shows you, you know, we didn't get it right then. Yeah, because we know the glycemic index and how sugar mm-hmm. spikes and mm-hmm. how uh, having the sugar will spike our blood sugar and how it leads to diabetes and mm-hmm. this, these sort of things. So uh, we're finally in that point now where we kind of have identified a culprit, but it's just mm-hmm. in everything and we're all addicted. I, so that's a yeah. problem. <laughs> I, I, I have a solution, which is what I implement into my daily diet is so my insulin levels don't spike. I try and separate carbohydrates and fatty foods within the same meal oh we talked yeah. about this um so that's something i do personally yeah. and it, it keeps me and i've done it even on a keto diet i i try not to do that because again there, there isn't as much research into that particular areas i like mm-hmm. but for me it's an area which has worked for me and mm-hmm. that's kind of when people ask me about that i say well try this mm-hmm. see if that works for you mm-hmm. so try separating your food groups the problem is with grocery stores and anywhere you eat food People don't do that. Yeah, you're getting yeah. your burgers with your buns, yeah. with yeah. carbs, and your fries. You are. You're getting your you fat, are. your carbs, <laughs> your protein all in once. It's it's not ideal. So I think it's it's training the mainstream world to mm-hmm. think like that, but it's it's very difficult to mm-hmm. break out of that. Yeah. Um, again, it's it's perfect for post workout meal yeah. if you're going to do that. But mm-hmm. during the rest of the day, you don't want to write like you don't want your insulin levels to spike. Yeah. Like Shaq was saying, that's mm-hmm. what leads to diabetes and. Mm-hmm essentially like cardiovascular disease and other diseases. So So one of my friends, she's a doctor, and um, she says the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And then I was asking her about clients and constipation issues, Mm -hmm. weight loss issues. And she said that your, um, I guess the enzymes in your stomach do not, do not, 
know how to separate when you eat the foods together, the high fat, the carbs. So when you separate them, you're able to break it down, your insulin isn't spiked, and you're going to be more regular Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a a good way to put it. So I I like that you said that. I Mm -hmm. haven't heard many people who have said that, so that's interesting. But one, one thing you mentioned was a ketogenic diet, and you mm-hmm. said red meat, but now you're vegan, yeah. so how are you staying uh, <laughs> in shape? You just eat lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. She's me lettuce. Um, I'm just, um, I, I was saying earlier that I've, I went vegan once a week for about a year just to kind of feel my way into the, uh, into the vegan world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what I've uh, slowly done is replace, said a red meat with soy meat, um, chicken with say tofu and mm-hmm. eggs with tofu and uh, there is a lot of substitutes I'm not a raw vegan because for me that's a bit extreme um, yeah. I don't so you w- eat eggs no 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 what I mean by raw vegan is like raw vegan you is literally seeds and nuts oh, and so you can't oh, okay. eat tofu and soy so you don't heat it above 118 degrees uh, I got <laughs> it oh yeah we did a study on this we should yeah. have I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be raw vegan next year so maybe really? you can join there you me. go yeah <laughs> no, no going out for meals with us two um, but yeah it's um, it's just replacing the foods that you have been eating with foods that are available mm-hmm. in, in the grocery store or what's uh, readily available to you have you heard of aquafaba no. Uh, well, we well com- we're going to put you yeah. on. <laughs> I'm scared. No, 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 no. We covered it a couple of weeks ago, but essentially it's the liquid in like chickpeas or any kind of bean, oh, okay. bean that you would see in a can. But if you whisk that liquid um, quickly enough, it kind of turns into an as an egg substitute. And oh. so you can use that as a great substitute for eggs. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so excited. You can yeah. start watching the shows, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, it was the week <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's talk about ten most free- frequent questions that people ask in most gyms, fitness centers, or even personal trainers. And we hear this all the time. And I mean, we have the best panel to answer these questions. <laughs> so um, one of the questions that even sometimes I, I like to ask myself. Um, how do I get a flat stomach? Mm. So uh, I'm going to let you guys chime in, and then I guess I'll say it from a woman's perspective um, because it's a couple different ways. Suck it in. <laughs> <laughs> and no, do not wear a corset. That is not how you get no. a flat stomach. Honestly, it's not. you see all these corset pictures on in like social media sites, and you just think, ah, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's like a, trying, a shortcut, essentially, to, like, nowhereville. Um, yeah. But God, do you want to do you want to start with well, this? It's funny you said sucking. I think sucking it in actually helps. Uh, well, you're con- contracting your muscles. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. And so, and it's kind of a hard question for me that I continually ask because I've always been in shape. So some people ask me, and I just but it's like I don't necessarily know what it was mm-hmm. to be out of shape and then in shape. But I will say that growing up, I swam. And so we were always in Speedos. And so when you're in Speedo, you're always just sucking it in as hard as you can. And I think that did help. And I I think for me, what helped was starting early and starting Mm -hmm. young. Mm -hmm. So I think for parents out there, if you're starting your kids, whether it's swimming or an activity, that's something they won't have to worry about, especially if they continue it onwards. But at the end of the day, you're going to need to cut those carbohydrates out of your diet. That's that's where you'll see the biggest difference. Mm I agree. Um, I started training at the age of 14, 15, when I first started lifting weights. Um, so I'm only, I'm only 21. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been three yeah, years. Yeah, it's only been a few years. Um, but again, Shaka's right in the, in the sucking it in, in part because um, the the more you concentrate on your breathing, it's actually a lot of bodybuilders do it where they concentrate on... Bodybuilders. Bodybuilders. <laughs> I have an accent. Um, so they, they concentrate on um, literally inhaling and exhaling to, to see, see their abdominal muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it, it is down to diet. Yeah. If your diet isn't on, on point and if you're not eating the right foods... Mm-hmm. 
you're not going to see the results. Yeah. Um, you can train as hard as you want, but if you're eating the wrong foods, you're not going to see any results. Yeah. And I think um, cardio too. I mean, if you look at runners, most, most athletes who run, they're just chiseled. And again, you can do like strength training, um, you know, weighted ab exercises, which is good because you're going to build up your abs. But if you have a layer of fat on top of it, um, so that's where the nutrition comes mm-hmm. in. That's where the cardio comes in. You really got to get your body fat percentage lower so that way it's a flat stomach and then you can see the muscles kind of poke poke on through which mine are not right now i'm in (laughs) uh, my plumping stage right now (laughs) i I will give an expert tip to our viewers though a a lot of people i see in the gym they're working the obliques and they they grab those weights and they're doing this thing Mm -hmm. to the side and it's going to build your muscle, but that muscle is going to end up making you look fat. And that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. What it's going to do, it's going to widen you mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And especially as a woman, um, the trick is, is you know, you want to keep your curves and it actually makes your waist look smaller, you know? Yeah. So working on your upper body, some girls do not like to work on their upper yeah. body. They just want to work on their butt and their abs yeah. and work maybe legs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And guess what? Working on your upper body is going to work your abs. Mm-hmm. It's going to work your abs. Yeah, because, and it's yeah. going to give you that illusion of the hourglass so Indeed. i mean Indeed. that's what a lot of girls try to go after but um yeah don't be don't be scared of those weights <laughs> sure. but don't, don't do obliques i'm <laughs> gonna add a, a point to shakas about obliques mm-hmm. if you're gonna do the obliques you just have to literally just get it into costal muscles so when you're squeezing you don't squeeze all the way down so it hits your love handles <laughs> so just get it into costal muscles um so that's that's the tip for that nice. aspect of training Okay, uh, let's see. Hmm, what else can we ask? Oh, this is another uh, one I get asked all the time. What should I do first, cardio or strength training? What time of day are we talking here? Any time of day. Typical. Oh, right. so, like, yeah. For me, like strength training all the way because you can actually, if you're if you're training intensely, if you do like supersets, um, triceps, giant sets, you're you can pretty much do a cardio workout within your weight workout. Mm-hmm. So for me, weight workout all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's just preference. It's a, it, I think you know yourself. If you if you get tired, for, I don't like to do cardio at the end of the workout. Yeah. I just don't because I want to leave the gym. The minute I put that last weight down, yeah. I want to leave. So I do it at the beginning of the workout, and I feel warm for the rest of the workout. Yeah. For me, it depends what my goal is. Am, am I trying to lose you know a certain amount of weight in a certain amount of time? You know, if it's strictly weight loss, I'm going to save my energy for my cardio. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be super tired. Or if I want to tone up, then I'm going to do my my strength training first. And whatever I have left in the tank, then I'll do my cardio or I'll do plyometrics. You know, you're using your own body weight, getting your heart rate up. Um, So I guess it would be what your goals are and what what you're capable of doing, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not really a big runner, so I can't do tons of cardio, unfortunately. I'll get shin splints. There's so much out there. You have to find what you like. Because if you're doing something that makes you miserable and Mm -hmm. you're going to end up just not doing it, that's not the right way to go. But I liked what you said about kind of doing the cardio within the work out and supersetting, mm-hmm. that's that's what I love to do. It's really hard for me to do it if I'm by myself because mm-hmm. it's just like you end up, it's so tough because yeah. you're, you're going from one thing to the next, but I think that's the best way to train. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Or you can just have two workouts in a day. Do your cardio separate mm-hmm. yeah. to your, to your yeah. weight workout, then you've got enough energy 
during two separate workouts. Mm. You don't have to yeah. switch and swap between. If time then, is a luxury. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I like to do fasted cardio too, so it is better to split them up because mm-hmm. when you do your strength training, you want to have something in your system. You don't want to pass out or well, get sick. Well, technically, if you train on the empty stomach. Uh, with For a, strength training? Yes. I, I get dizzy. I, I do like, do that myself uh, because your testosterone level is higher, so oh, you've got more okay. energy in, in the mornings. Oh, yeah, so. interesting. You know, give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a lot of people ask about dietary supplements. What are your thoughts? I mean, some people, you go into their medicine cabinet and it's crazy. Yeah. Like, and then some people, they're like, I don't, I don't use anything but creatine or mm-hmm. protein powder. Yeah. I do use supplements, um, but essentially at the, at the end of the day, the you know, food is still your best source yeah. of, of mm-hmm. uh, minerals and, and other, other uh, bits and pieces. But I do use BCAAs, um, creatine from time to time beta alanine as a, as a pre-workout mm-hmm. um, vegan protein so yeah I do use supplements because it makes your life easier and mm-hmm. that's what supplements are meant to do they're meant to make your life easier but you shouldn't have an over-reliance on them and mm-hmm. that's the problem that society has is that there's some guys that literally like you look in their bag and it's just full of pills and, and powders and everything and it's just crazy like what are you doing so mm-hmm. there is no substitute for food I think food is still your best source of 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 you know uh, minerals and aminos and other, other products. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, f- I feel like I the people that the physiques and the people I like and the way they train, they have like one or two go to items. You mm. know, and it's the, it's always the people that like aren't in shape and are trying to get in shape. They have like forty or fifty yeah. things. Well, and I was that guy too when I started to get into fitness. I was like, well, I gotta get everything and mm-hmm. just you know, I, I gotta be that thing. And you realize it's not about that. It's about the food and the training mm-hmm. and then. Which one or two of these things will like Work help me you. a little bit better? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. You guys being vegan, um, do you take any uh, protein supplements, or how do you get in your protein? Vegan protein, they, yeah, they vegan made protein. out of pea protein, um, hemp, yeah. pea, soy. Oh, hemp is so hemp, gritty yeah. and like ooh. Yeah. There's plant protein. Brown rice, yeah. 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 brown rice is horrible. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there are there are just a there ton are. of options. Yeah, there is there is a ton. Uh, it's it's a big market now, and more people are going vegan. So there, it's there is a ton of brands out there that do vegan protein. So yeah, because as we mentioned on the show, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of people are allergic to whey. Yeah, and mm-hmm. particularly women are allergic to whey. So that digestive issue you think mm-hmm. you're having is because it's a little no, it's the whey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not so big that you re- nor like recognize it's that. But you just don't feel regular. Mm-hmm. You, things aren't going well. Because mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can become lactose yeah. intolerant later in life. So, you know, you have to look at that aspect, too, and look at other options to, to get sus- um, sustainable protein from. So, yeah, vegan protein all the way. Yeah. <laughs> you guys out there, if you have any other fitness questions that you're dying to know, dying to get answers to that we didn't answer already on the show, make sure you tweet at us on Twitter or you can just comment if you're watching us on YouTube and both Shaka and I will try to answer you the best way we can or we'll bring it up on the next show. Um, so right now we have a couple fitness trends that are just kind of saturating the market right now. Um, one of them being fitness trackers that we already talked about. But why do you think this is such a trend right now? Like, Polar has been around for many, many years, and so have other uh, fitness trackers. But why now? What, what do you think is causing this surge to go go get a fitness tracker? Um, we're in the technology age. We have been for a while. So mm-hmm. I think it's just um, people are saying they have no time, you know, so work takes over. So it's just um, 
something to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. And I think people are uh, becoming a bit lazier as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Yeah, <laughs> no offense. Yeah. Well, no, uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how many steps I did today. I, I did not work out this morning. I can't lie. I did. 3,200 steps. Wow. That's pretty Slacking. bad. I will work is, out is that, tonight. Is that not good? So you want to get minimum 10,000 steps per day. If I work out, literally, like, hit 40 minutes, I'm way over. You see, like, I, 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 see I, to me, that would be discouraging. Because mm. it's 640. I've only done three. got to get another 7,000 steps in. I don't want to do any more. Yeah. I, I want to go to bed now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> see, so I, me, it's motivating. Because it, what it does is when it hits your goal, it vibrates. And it says, you hit your goal 120%. And then you go on your app, and it shows you all the days that you hit it and, and, and I, how much you burn. And, I and think then you feel accomplished. I think that's why it's probably so big right now. Yeah, because yeah. it's the first time you could you have this access to technology and yeah. see all these different metrics. And even on top of that, it's kind of instant gratification, just yeah. like Instagram. Yeah. You know, you're getting all these likes. You're getting yeah. that instant gratification. So with you walking around or doing your workout, you have another instant gratification to make you feel good about it. And so. now you can probably share it, too. I'm yep, sort of you like can share, share your yeah, steps. Yeah, you have friends share, on yeah. the app and they see. And uh-huh. I remember when the Nike running app first came out. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I am not a runner. I get shin splints. And we would compete, all of us friends. And I would do, like, 10, 11 miles (laughs) just because somebody else was beating me. Like, it would take me forever, but I was just, I'm competitive, even with myself and other people. I think that's a really good part about that, is that you can be alone, but then with a group of people that are Mm -hmm. motivating you. All right, let's talk about HIT. That is another kind of fitness trend. I think people before were more into long-distance running mm-hmm. or hiking, but now there's, you know, so much emphasis on high-intensity interval training, or Shaka likes to call it H-I-I-T. What do you guys think about HIT? It's a, it's a great way to burn fat. You yeah. know, just elevates your heart rate levels very quickly um, and keeps them elevated for even post-workout so it's a great way to work out um it really depends on what your goals are essentially mm-hmm. so if you're looking to burn fat hit's a great way to go um i i'm a big advocate of hit and then mm-hmm. again i would advocate um low intensity steady state cardio too mm-hmm. like depending on the time of the day so mm-hmm. but as far as hit goes um you can implement to any kind of workouts whether it's um you know, doing battle ropes or doing like sprints or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and and the next one up from that will be Tabata, which is like mm-hmm. four minutes long. You know, a four minute <laughs> workout. That's mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't want to do that. So hit for me is always like a gold star. You know, yeah. it's it's a good way to go. Yeah, I mean, growing up, I walked the Summer Olympics all the time, mm-hmm. and it was a matter of what body did I want. Did I want the sprinter's body, or did I want, you know, the guys running 26 Skinny miles? Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what, that looks cool. Uh, and so I, even when hit, hit came about, it was always to me, I've already known this. Isn't that funny? Just by uh-huh. what I was observing, yeah. you know, so. I think that's funny because when you, I mean, I grew up as a competitive gymnast, and I see, like, this acro yoga, or, like, I see certain things, and I'm like, I already did that, or, yeah. like, certain mm-hmm. yoga in itself, certain moves. I'm like, I've been doing that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's funny when things... Come the around. studies catch up to what you already knew. Yeah, from or what we're doing on your own. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting. All right, um, let's talk about functional fitness. Um, CrossFit, essentially CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, is just all the rave right now. And I think Shaka, me and you talked about this before, yeah. where we think it's kind of a little bit dangerous. Um, a little bit dangerous, but I think you you could if you're aware and knowledgeable about yourself, your body, I, think yeah. you're, I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I love CrossFit. Oh, I, do you? I, yeah, okay. yeah. I, that's how I really got started in my adult fitness life, mm-hmm. where I you know wanted to maintain fitness after yeah. sports. And yeah, I, I think it's great. I, and I didn't even see how popular it was going to get. A friend told me years ago, open up a CrossFit gym. It's going to get big. Yeah. And I was like, no, it won't. Yeah. It's because I only saw a few people doing it in like little nooks and crannies. The reason why I think it's so big is um, because I feel like those of us who grew up athletes, who, you know, you get to a certain age and you realize, okay, I'm not going to make it to the Olympics. You kind of have to throw in the towel. It gives you another chance to push yourself to be competitive mm-hmm. yeah. and I feel like that's what's really catching on yeah. it's it's nice to I guess um have a workout of the day you yeah, know exactly, literally yeah. every day you have I'm a different workout out. and now I know with bodybuilders there's been always a tension between bodybuilders versus crossfitters I know so I see him trying your, to hold his tongue yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your I, I don't know I think it's like a, a, a class with bad form um <laughs> yeah I, I I don't mind crossfit as far as, as a workout goes yeah um but what I'm I don't really agree agree with is like the CrossFit games because the form in those competitions are so mm-hmm. bad. You know, you're going to break your back. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, as far as CrossFit goes, it's literally just powerlifting. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nothing new. You haven't even reinvented the wheel here. Mm-hmm. It's nothing unique. Yeah. It's literally powerlifting with like some pull ups thrown in and yeah. you know some other like plyometric moves. That that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to like diss on CrossFit here. Like I I like. CrossFit elements because it is because it is powerlifting. Yeah. Um, I just don't agree with the way that they execute their form. I, I will say this: um, one of my good good friends, um, she is a CrossFitter and always invites me. And I have gone a couple times, but I think one of the reasons that has kept me a little bit resistant from really, you know, doing it with her c- consistently is I tweaked my back before, mm. and I kind of have some sciatica, and I know doing those cleans and like trying to push yourself and. I just, I get very cautious, especially when you're trying to get things done under a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, where you're not pacing yourself, where you're trying to put up more weight, you're trying to, and I know I'm competitive, I, I would probably try to look tough and then hurt myself, so mm-hmm. I just, that's the only thing that kind of keeps me a little shy well, from going all in. Well, Cro- CrossFit is big on form, they, they want you to have the right form, mm-hmm. because having the right form will allow you to sort of, you know, do things quick at a quick pace. Mm-hmm. And, and so they make sure your back is neutral and those kind of things. But it also is a tension because part of functional fitness is that you could do things that aren't done in a certain way, but mm-hmm. as long as the body is getting the full benefit of the workout, it's mm-hmm. okay. So with pull-ups, you see the kipping pull-ups. Mm-hmm. That that form to kip is what allows you to do way more pull-ups than you would normally do if you were doing them regular. And so the thought is if you can do more pull-ups, that's better for, for the overall uh, health and fitness of the body. Mm-hmm. We agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll take a break and yeah. do our, our live read. How about that? Uh, well, so, how is your fantasy football season going? You playing? I, I don't play football, no. I'm, I'm a soccer man. <laughs> well, real, you, you might start... Football. You, you, football. <laughs> well, this might change your mind. Um, your, your starting running back has already pulled both hamstrings, and your sleeper pick is still sleeping. Well, it's not too late to save your season and win huge cash prizes at DraftKings.com. There's money involved. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. That means no season-long commitments to bust and bench warmers. Never again will injuries have you combing the waiver wire at 2 a.m. Every week is a brand new season at DraftKings. Just pick your contest, draft your team, and follow the action live. Renew old rivalries with friends and play them every week. That'd be good for the fitness tracker, mm-hmm. get everyone involved, <laughs> you know. Or try 50-50 contest where the top half of all entries win cash. Even if your current fantasy team is circling the drain, you can still win huge prizes at DraftKings. 
Don't wait. Start your new season at DraftKings.com now. Use code BSPORTS and play free with your first deposit. That's code BSPORTS, B-S-P-O-R-T-S, to play free for your share of over $1 million in total prizes this weekend. $1 million. Think about playing. <laughs> Only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See site for details. And you don't even have to like be fit to do that, right? Yeah, no, you can sit on your couch, it. right? <laughs> and win a lot of money. You can be a crossfitter to do that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into you, Mamet. You, oh, this is just yeah. for you. So, um, so where are you from? <laughs> yeah, so, so we can finally answer the question: Where is that um, awesome accent from? I'm from London. London. Okay. What did you guess? Oh, I was way off. <laughs> I was. So, what I, did was you like, guess? I think I said Australia, New Zealand. You circled the direction. Did you grow up there and when did you come to the States? Um, yep, I grew up in, in London, um, studied there, you know, um, went to college there, came over to the US. It's been three years now. Mm-hmm. And what made you come to the US? Uh, you know, career. Yeah. It's, it's a Fitness? good place to be. Fitness, acting, modeling. Oh, yeah, modeling, acting. Yeah, all so that stuff. Uh, entertainment capital is, is LA, so I thought, well, why not? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense indeed. Now, you do a lot of writing for muscle and mm-hmm. fitness, um, as well as other publications. What made you get into that? Because I know at one point you were doing bodybuilding. Um, for me personally, it was people kept asking me questions and, and asking me, oh, do you want to train me? And I, I'm not a personal trainer. I don't want to train people. I don't have the patience. <laughs> I admire people that do have the patience. So for me, it was a way to... So you're saying you're not a people person. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 for me personally, it's, it's, um, if someone doesn't have the same dedication as me, then I, I think, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you wasting my time? Yeah. You, you might be paying for my time, but you're wasting your time. Yeah. So okay. I wanted to educate a mass of people just by educating them through my own experiences and mm-hmm. what I've done and what's worked for me. So like I said before, I've done various diets and trained in various ways. So it was just a way to educate the, the masses in a in a quicker way, in a quicker format. So that's that's what led to running for Muscle and Fitness. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you have, you know, I think so many people want to get into the industry mm-hmm. and you know, there's so many people that are in shape. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you think kind of propelled you into the industry and to where you are now? I started competing in 2008 um, when competitions weren't fashionable. Yeah, it seems to be like every man and his dog is, is competing for a show right now. Um, and it's great. It's a great way to get into the industry, and it's a great, great way to get your feet wet. Um, so that was that was my first steps into, I guess, the fitness industry. And from then, um, I got published in a few publications. It kind of rolled on from there. Um, but I was doing mainstream modeling part-time back then anyway, so it was kind of like... The combination of the two. Of everything going. Yeah. I, I love that you're writing because I feel like I'm not, a lot of the fitness professionals are getting the knowledge and mm-hmm. education to sit down and write even a co- coherent paragraph. Um, can you tell us the importance about doing that? Um, for me personally, like I said, it's, it's, um, it's tracking my own knowledge as well. Sometimes you forget what you've done. So it's kind of like you've got a, a library of information within you. So by logging it down, it, it makes it easier to kind of track what you've done and like stuff that you've forgotten about essentially. So having a library of information available online um, kind of uh, re-educates myself sometimes mm-hmm. too, um, as well as educating the masses. So for me, it's it's a great way to, again, I'm going to use the word accountable. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a great way for me to keep accountable for myself and again, kind of change up my own workouts and diet from time to time if if I'm kind of, 
people forget. We get older. You know, mm -hmm. our brains don't function as, as mm -hmm. efficiently as we'd like. So it's yeah. a great way to track things. Now, do these magazines reach out to you and tell you, I want you to write about this? Or how do you go about, you know, picking the different topics that you're going to dive into and write about? It initially started off, um, it was mainly workouts. Um, so again, workouts uh, for main different body parts and... Um, but again, would they ask you or would you be like, oh, um, this is a cool I, chest workout, submit it? Initially began with me submitting different stories. I was full of ideas. And then, you know, when ideas started to get a bit slower, they would like specifically ask for different um, elements or different um, subjects. So it's it's a combination of, of the two. So mm -hmm. um, I've started writing for um, Muscle and Fitness in Turkey as well now. Oh, so cool. um, nice. And that's that was, uh, I think, uh, the last couple of months. So trying to go... And, you know, worldwide as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, cool. I love it because it forces you to challenge some of your own notions. Because sometimes yes. I've sat down to write stuff, I'm like, wait, why do I believe that? Yeah. And I have no, and I have to go find out why I thought I, this was mm -hmm. a thing. I completely agree, yeah. Because yeah, sometimes you, it's embedded so deep in you and you forget what the reason is. Yeah, and you want to go cite yeah. something and you're yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> How, have you had any of those moments? What was your maybe your big moment that was like an aha moment? All the time. I'm trying to think of what It's just irregular. When, when I'm sat down to write, I'm like, why the hell did I think that? It's, um, mm -hmm. I think most of the time it's down to like diet aspects and um, even like with the carbohydrate and fat thing for mm -hmm. me um, and just um, when I've done certain diets it's like why is carb cycling good? Why is keto good? It's just like oh yeah that's why that's why I believe in that and it's just um, because it's so deeply embedded in you you're like why, why am I even following this? Um, <laughs> it just becomes second nature mm -hmm. and it becomes your lifestyle. So you kind of forget why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's good that sometimes you have to research things that you're trying to put down on paper and go back and revisit mm -hmm. the reasons why you're following this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So when you write about these things, um, you're probably living that way. Yeah. Is there anything that you wouldn't try or do if you had Cross to it. write about it? <laughs> 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 Um, ooh, good question. Or has uh, there been anything that you're like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to write about it. I generally stay true to myself. So anything I write about, I've tried or I've, I've kind of like, you know, it, whether it's a workout routine. Um, I've There's been times where I've trained my workout during the week and I've, I've wrote about that. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's diet as well. I've, I've tried the diet, so there isn't something I haven't tried. So mm -hmm. I'm a big advocate of, you know, testing it on myself first and then publicizing it to the public. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody has a story of why they've gone vegan, if they are vegan. <laughs> so what made you do it other than having a friend like Shaka who um, uh, He put a gun to my head. <laughs> you know, he said, do you want abs? Do you go? Um, for me personally, again, I was doing it once a week for about a year um, mm -hmm. just to kind of test the waters and see how it is. You know, it was a struggle at first. I was like, what the hell am I doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I cannot eat like this. And there's people that go vegan and they eat, they eat a lot of processed food. Mm -hmm. So they're like cheap vegans, you know. They're yeah. not really like shaka. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you can be a fat vegan. So yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, it, it's funny because I was at a I vegan... I roomed with one. <laughs> I, I was at a vegan festival on the weekend and um, a lot of people out of shape. And I'm like, are, you, are these people not vegan? Like, what mm. the heck? Yeah. And the, the problem is they're eating like fried food and mm -hmm. processed food and they're not, they're not eating like the healthy foods that we, which are available so for me being vegan it's um, I want to prolong my life um, mm -hmm. and I want to be more um, just take out the cholesterol from my body from the keto diet you know mm -hmm. it, it's, a, it's a fatty diet mm -hmm. so I just wanted to kind of detox myself and mm -hmm. kind of start afresh mm -hmm. um, 
I'm not ethically vegan yet. You know, mm. I, I'm still wearing leather belts and stuff. Yeah. So sorry, Peter. Leather shoes. It's a nice side effect, though, because I, I was a vegan just for the look, and you know, I think it's the healthiest way to live. Yeah. And then I, I watched Cowspiracy, and I was like, oh, I'm doing some great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saving the world yeah. by Captain Planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So with the ketogenic diet, um, there's a lot of people who experience the keto flu, yeah. or because it's so drastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have any of the diets that you've done or lifestyles that you have mm-hmm. um, took under your wing, being vegan, ketogenic, or any other diets, that you, did you ever see some crazy side effects? I haven't seen any side effects as such. I, th- I think the only big rebound I ever had was after I did four shows in one year, kind of back-to-back, um, and I kind of had like a big old cheat meal at the end, mm-hmm. and I, I literally just blew up, and it... <sighs> The thing with shows, yeah, I, I was like a pregnant lady at mm-hmm. uh, nine months. Um, the problem is with uh, people that compete is they, they get the rebound effect and they're not mm-hmm. sure how to get back into it. So for me, um, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to stop competing because it took me, I think, six months to get back to normality. Mm-hmm. Um, to, And that's even right, my relationship with food. I, I didn't know what my relationship with food was. I, I didn't know what to eat. I it confused me my whole I was out of sync mm-hmm. so I think that was the biggest um, um, obstacle for me when it comes to diets and training um, mm-hmm. just getting back to life and getting back to normality after a long competition season yeah and what is it that causes because I've, I've experienced that too where I've been on a strict diet and then my stomach will blow up once I try to eat normal you know again what, it's called my overeating you went to town your eyes want more than what you can eat but you know I, I think it also is is that your body isn't used to eating something, no, yeah. so your body doesn't know how to break it down, yeah. and that's why you're experiencing that belly bloat. Your body's yeah. kind of like, what's going on? Same thing kind of when you go from eating bad and you just strictly mm-hmm. go to eating clean. I would get like broccoli cramps, I would call them, because <laughs> all that broccoli yeah. would just be hurting me. Yeah, I, I and I thought I took the opposite approach because my, my first show, I dieted not too long, and then had the rebound effect and I was just like oh I feel awful and so I was like oh maybe the longer I eat clean before mm-hmm. I have the cheat meal it'll be even better and it got even worse yeah. and so and then you try it two or three more times and you're like I just can't have that cheat meal yeah. anymore I have it's to not like worth it. eat something that I like but that's healthy you know well do yeah. you find now being vegan that you eat less sugary foods do you, oh less 100% yeah. yeah and then you also like when you eat vegan people know that you're kind of into health so they yeah. try to make it healthy mm-hmm. now you have to kind of search for things that are vegan and not healthy but if, if you in general vegan things tend to be healthier because yeah. they know that you value you that mm-hmm. so I'm yeah. sure you fried vegan food. I know. <laughs> vegan yeah. fried donuts. I know, right? <laughs> and that's what, when I found out Oreos were vegan, I knew we had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, we are out of time, but we had so much fun with you. Thank you so much for chiming yeah. in and Thank kind of blessing me. us with your accent and your knowledge. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to find him again, where can you can you um, have your followers sure. and our, so our fans it's, uh, find you? Memetedip.com. So M E H M E T E D I P.com. Social media handles are all the same too. Is it is it the underscore Mehmet Edip on Twitter? Um, Twitter is the underscore Mehmet Edip, but everything else is is just Mehmet Edip. And when is your next publication? Um, oh gosh, probably in the next like week or two. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. If you check the Muslim <laughs> Fitness website, you'll see pictures of this guy everywhere. And so. him too, yeah. <laughs> Crazy of him. All right, Shaka, where can they find you? Um, you can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. All right, you guys, you can find me online at fitwithfallon.com or fitwithfallon on social media. We had a great time. Again, if you have any more questions for him, for us, tweet at us, you know, in the comment section. 
type away and we'll try to answer you and we will see you same time, same place next week. Right, Jaka? Yep, you got it. All right, we'll see you guys. (laughs) See you guys. Take care. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.